Hi, everybody. I'm Paula. It's really nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me as we talk about navigating change today. Um, I think this is a really critical skill that you're going to need going forward. Let's be honest, 2020 had a lot of change, um, good, bad, and otherwise. It's not going to slow down. Uh, I don't know what 2021 will bring, except that it'll be more change for sure. Um, so this is a really critical skill that you can use in your personal life, in your professional life. And we're really just going to go through a couple of key ideas that I want you to take away and think about how you can apply them. Um, I want this to be, you know, kind of, kind of relaxed. I think we're a small group today and I want to make sure this is serviceable to you. Um, so, so yeah, hopefully we'll have a little bit of a chat and have plenty of time for Q and A afterwards. I don't think it'll take the whole hour. Um, so with that, Here's, here's what we're talking about today. It's really just three things that I want you to take away from change, right? Navigating change. So I'll go into these in more detail. The first is that change does not equal transition, right? Just because something changes doesn't necessarily mean that people are ready to deal with it. Um, the second thing to keep in mind is that People don't necessarily resist change, they resist loss. So a lot of times you'll hear people talk about like, oh, change is hard, um, people hate change. It, it's not the change itself that people dislike, they resist it because there's some loss associated with it. And we'll get into those different types of losses and how you can uh, make those better in just a moment. And then the last thing which I think is really important to think about is that everything looks like failure in the middle. Right, so uh, don't lose hope, don't despair just because things aren't working as you planned. All right, why should you listen to me? Why do I know about these things? I am the Chief Research Officer at Nobel and we are an organizational design firm which transforms company cultures. So what that means to be clear is I'm not going in and designing organizations from like an office space point of view. I'm really looking at culture. I'm looking at how teams make decisions, how they have meetings, um, how they work together in order to achieve their goals. We go into organizations and we make them more effective. Um, that said, again, these principles are things that you can apply to yourself on an individual level, to a small team of two or three people, to an organization of literally thousands of people. These things hold true no matter who you are, uh, what field, what division, what, what sort of work you're doing. Um, you can find more information about what I do on the Academy. And we also have a podcast in which we will, uh, we'll, we'll look at fictional organizations such as Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and we'll break down how this could be better. It's just sort of a fun way to think about these sort of challenges. All right, so getting right into it, here are the three things you need to know about change. Um, one, like I said, change is not transition. A lot of times when we are leaders, when we are the founders or, or owners of a business, we're usually the one who's leading the charge. We are looking for new things. We're excited by new ideas. We're always wanting to try something new. Um, but the reality is you, if you're bringing people along with you, they may not be on the same page right? Um, so often what will happen is a new leader will come in and they'll say, all right, like that was the old way of doing things. The new regime, the new way of doing things starts today because they've already worked through this process. They've realized that there needs to be a change made. They've grappled with some of the issues that they're facing. They've thought about how they're going to make these changes, right? They're going to go through this adjustment phase and then they're going to start actually with the new beginning. 
But if you're working with somebody, again, and you announce it to them, well, you might be at the beginning, but they're at the ending, right? And again, this is just as true for one person as it is for an entire team, right? Um, when you realize that you need to make a change, you should start with the ending, maybe even honor that, uh, honor that last phase, recognize that you need to make a change, realize there's going to be a period of adjustment, realize you can't go from an ending to a beginning, it unfortunately doesn't usually work like that. Um, so give yourself a little bit of grace, cut yourself a little slack as you are working through this, this transition period. The second thing to think about is that change is loss. So like I said at the beginning, people don't necessarily uh, resist change, they re resist the losses that are experienced with it. Um, and what I mean by that is any change even if it's good, even if you know it's for the best, even if it's the right thing to do, um, you're going to have to give something up in exchange for it. And these are the six that we see most commonly in the workplace. I'll go through each of these, like I said, and, and expand on them a little bit more. Um, so the first one, which we see a lot of is a loss of control. I think certainly over the last year, we have all experienced a loss of control. Um, there are pandemics and elections and societal issues, right? There are big, there are big forces at work, um, which we have very minimal influence over. Um, and so when you're going through these changes, it, it feels very frustrating. Um, it is really human to want to be able to control your environment, to have some say in your destiny. And when you don't have that ability to influence your own fate, uh, people get really unhappy and they get really frustrated. So what you should do here if you're dealing with a loss of control is to find ways to give either yourself or your team um, the feeling of some semblance of control. Uh, I compare this to, you know, getting a toddler dressed in the morning. You might tell the toddler, like, look, you can choose. You can have either the red pants or the blue pants today. It's totally up to you. Uh, now, what that implies is that whatever happens, the toddler will be leaving with pants that morning, right? Like, that is the bare minimum. You must wear pants. That is, that is not within your control. Um, but by allowing your toddler to choose the color, you give them that feeling that, again, they're shaping their own destiny. So think about in a professional environment where you can give control, right? Um, where, where can you find ways to feel like I'm shaping my destiny? How do I bring my team along with me? Um, give yourself options and control. Um, a lot of times, honestly, we'll recommend to clients that they pick up a hobby, which allows them some semblance of completion, like puzzles. I love puzzles because there's a right and a wrong answer. And at a certain point, you're done. The puzzle is finished and you can move on with your life. So finding some area that you can control um, can help you deal with these changes. The second thing we see a lot of is pride. So a lot of times, again, we'll see people when they do something new, they'll be like, oh, that was the old way of doing things. That's that was wrong. We you know, we that was a waste of time. Things are moving forward. We're going to be better, faster, more efficient, what have you going forward. Um, what this does is it really denigrates all the work that got you there. So, again, if this is regardless of it's you, regardless of it's your team, take a minute to actually congratulate yourself, like give yourself a little pat on the back for the contributions that you've seen, um, the work that you have done to get you to this point, and then move on to the next, right? Um, but definitely acknowledge contributions and, and recognize people for, for how they've contributed to this point thus far. Uh, the next thing we see is narrative. People like to see a little bit of a, they, they like to have a story, 
right? They, they have some understanding of the role they play within a team, or maybe it's their, you know, it's essentially their resume, like, how did I get to this point? Um, what, what's my purpose? How do I contribute to the, the larger, uh, to my community, to my, to my clients? And so when you go through a change, suddenly that narrative has to change. It's like, oh, well, I used to always deliver this to clients and, and now I have to deliver something else. Or like, we've always really believed that this value is really crucial to us, but now it doesn't necessarily serve. How do I feel about giving up that value? So helping to put together a story and understanding the changes that you're making, um, that's, that's really important to give people, again, a sense of continuity, a sense that, hey, my, my story continues. I still have a role to play. This is how I'm going to evolve and grow and continue to stay relevant. Now we get to the more tactical parts of, of loss. Um, so again, loss of time is uh, what happens when you're really busy, right? Like you probably already have a full schedule uh, serving your clients, taking care of the actual quote unquote work itself. Um, going through all of these changes um, is going to take up time from your schedule, especially because you're going to be a little bit slower, perhaps. Um, you have to learn new things. Uh, so what we recommend there is as much as possible, deprioritize, push your work off, um, delay as much as possible the things that are not urgent. If you don't make change a priority, whatever that change may be, um, it's not going to be a priority. It will not get done. Um, don't try and do this on top of your existing workload because that is how you will burn out. You will tire yourself out, you'll tire your team out. Um, so really think about like, what, what can I stop? What can I delay so that I can get through this change and then get back to my regularly scheduled programming? Uh, next thing you want to think about is competence. Um, again, when you are picking something up that is new, uh, you're probably not going to know the best ways to do it. Uh, and this could be anything from learning a new software program to learning a new process um, to, to working with somebody for the first time, right? Um, bringing on a new client is going to be a little bit different. They're going to work in different ways. And that, again, affects your time. Uh, it makes it a little bit harder. You're going to have to spend more time in order to get things done. So as much as possible, in addition to deprioritizing other work, you want to be thinking about, okay, um, how do I upskill myself or my team? Are there classes that I can take? Are there people that have gone through this experience before that I can talk to and maybe set up like a mentorship sort of a relationship? Um, how can I increase my skill level so that I feel, again, in control? I feel like I know what I'm doing. We like to say people should feel like they're about 70% competent at their jobs at any point in time. So if you are 100% competent all the time at your work, um, you might be a little bit bored. You're not learning, you're not stretching, you're not growing yourself. So we don't like to see 100% competence um, as, as you know, uh, ironic as that might sound. At the same time, we don't wanna see something like 30% competence. Um, I don't think that anybody would want to go into surgery with a surgeon who's like, you know, I'm 30% confident about this. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've, I've, I've looked at a book beforehand. Um, so like 30% is a little bit low. Um, it starts to be uncomfortable. People really don't like it. So somewhere around the 70% level of confidence is what we're looking for. 
And then the last thing to think about in terms of loss is familiarity, right? Um, when you are doing something new, when you're changing things for the first time, it just feels different. It feels weird. Um, a lot of people right now are having to struggle with their kids working from home because classes are, are canceled, right? Or they're doing remote working. Um, or maybe your spouse is, or partner is also working from home and suddenly you have to share a space with somebody all the time, 24 hours a day. Maybe that gets to be a little bit much, right? Um, so just these, just this feeling of difference is, it, it's uncomfortable. Um, people like what they know. People like, again, feeling competent and that they're in control of the situation. So here, what you wanna do is identify, okay, what's staying the same? What can I rely on? What do I know is going to be there? Like there's, there's so much uncertainty, right? Like in 2021, like I said, the only thing we're sure of is that more change is coming. So what can I count on? Is it that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to always have a Friday happy hour. We're gonna to come together, like my partner and I at the end of the week, um, and we're gonna celebrate what went well. And we're gonna forget about what didn't go so well, right? Um, is it that my colleagues, like we're gonna stick around, nobody's going anywhere. Um, we, we can always count on each other. Does it go back to values, right? Um, no matter what happens, these are the three things that I'm going to stick to. And this is this is what I'm, I'm committing to deliver all the time. So thinking about what you can what you can trust, what you can rely on, what you know will be there um, is something that we really encourage people to think about. So now I've just run through a bunch of different types of loss. I'm really curious as to what the people on this call have experienced in terms of, of loss. Um, what's the one maybe you're experiencing right now or that, that you've seen has been really strong maybe this year with yourself, with your team? So feel free to add any responses that you have into the chat. We'd love, love to hear what you're thinking. Yeah. I know I will definitely say that the, the last point you talked about with navigating being home with your spouse all of the time is definitely the one I've been, that has, has changed drastically. <laughs> yes, it has. And it's great that we spend more time with the people that we love. Like I said, change, even a good change, even a change, which you're like, yes, of course, this will be wonderful. Um, there's going to be some sort of a loss that is associated with it. Um, you know, look, we're going to, it's, it's going to be January. People are going to have like new fitness routines or like, I'm going to write every day. Great things. Absolutely. Like I would encourage you to do that. I encourage you to set goals. Um, but also like, think about what am I going to, what am I going to have to give up? If I'm, you know, does it mean I have to wake up early? Does it, do I have to give up some time to sleep so that I can go out for a jog in the morning or sit down and write my morning pages? That's a trade-off. That's a real loss. So unfortunately, we haven't figured out a way. Um, I see a comment, but I don't want to click because I, I don't want to mess up my screen. So Chelsea, would you mind reading that off? Of course, of course. Rachel said she just hired a new team member and plan on migrating most of her billable client work um, to that new team member, um, it's a loss for her because she enjoys it. Yeah, that that is a that's a great example of loss, right? That might be of pride, like you've taken pride in in serving your clients like this. You've done a good job. Um, you're really good at it. It feels good to do things that you're good at, right? Talking about this this competence. Um, I like doing things that I'm good at. I like feeling like I do a good job. That's totally normal. Um, and now you're going to give that away, which 
again, might be a great thing because you'll be able to focus on other areas of the business. Um, you'll be able to hand that over to somebody and, and have more time to, again, uh, do more of the work that you, that you love. But there's going to be a loss. There's going to be a trade-off. So really think about what am I going to do in order to make sure that I'm still getting a source of satisfaction, right? That I'm still getting, that I'm still feeling confident, that I'm still feeling like I'm contributing. Um, whatever, whatever loss it is you feel, make sure you compensate for that. Um, and congratulations on the new teammate. That's, that's exciting. Um, make sure you give them a semblance of control as well. Speaking of, speaking of change, they're going to be going through change as well. Um, so think about what they might be experiencing of these six different factors um, and figure out how you could make that a little bit better, how you can give them more control, how you can give them time or, or the training that they need in order to do that job just as well as you do. There's maybe one more. Yeah, uh, Rachel was just saying, she said running the business is harder for her, so she'll lose yeah. a lot of competence. Yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is really, it's hard um, doing, doing the right things for your business. You know, we talk about trade-offs, we talk about strategy being a choice between two good things, um, and it is hard. It, it's hard to give up something. Um, humans are just not programmed to like giving things up. Um, it's we avoid loss more than we prefer gain. Um, I assume this is because when we you know lived on the savannas, uh, we were more afraid of like getting eaten by a lion, in which case like game over as opposed to discovering you know honey. Um, so it's gotten us again, it's gotten us to this point, acknowledging the past, acknowledging the work that got us here, um, but recognizing that we need to change, we need to make some adaptations moving forward. All right, so I ran through these, like I said, so loss of control, pride, narrative, familiarity, competence, and time. The last thing that I want to leave you with is this idea that um, in the middle, everything looks like a failure. So this is actually, this is actually a law. It is called Cantor's Law. Um, and it's really important to remember because, again, I think when we start doing something new, uh, you're excited, hopefully. Right, uh, you see a new way of doing things, a new opportunity to improve your business. Um, so, at the very beginning of your change journey, you're you're recognizing that there's change, and you're like, "All right, let's do this. We're gonna there's there's a clear vision for how this is going to make our lives better." Um, but then, what typically happens again within individuals, within teams and organizations, um, is that change doesn't happen. Right, again, that, that idea that change does not necessarily mean transition. You don't just wake up one day and everything is new and different and there was no struggle whatsoever to get there. Um, if you have figured out, please let me know. I'll be happy to uh, implement that across across everything I do. Uh, but what we've seen is that that's, that's not usually how it works. Um, so what'll happen is that change doesn't go as well as everybody had hoped. There's there's problems that come up. It's it might even seem at the very low point that like we can't change. I like this was a terrible idea. We'll never be able to change. Uh, this is just the way things are, and there's nothing that we can do about it. And this becomes a true turning point because you can make two choices at this point. You can either decide like okay, uh, I can't change, and you give up. In which case, you ironically reinforce this this 
belief that you can't change, right? Like if you get to this point and you give up, well, uh, correct, you, you can't change. You're just going to uh, continue to suffer with that same pain point in the beginning. But if you persevere, if you break it down, so we really encourage people to think about the smallest change. We call it skateboarding. Rather than trying to build a Cadillac to get you from point A to point B, which is going to take you a lot of time and a lot of money. I've never built a Cadillac. It would take me a considerable amount of time to figure out what I was doing. Um, but if I built a skateboard, if I took a couple of wheels and I nailed a plank of wood, I'm not saying it would look good. I'm not saying it would be the smoothest ride, but chances are I could like push slash drag myself to point B, right? And I could probably do it this afternoon. Most importantly, I'd get feedback right away. I'd be able to say, well, you know what? It got me to point B, but first of all, I don't actually want to go to point B. It turns out I want to go to point D over there. So this is this is the wrong destination. Um, and second of all, I really am not very coordinated. So I'd better put a handlebar on this so I could balance a little bit more. And that's something I could do the next day, right? Or the next week. I could hammer a handlebar. Again, be kind of janky. It wouldn't be great, but it would be a handlebar. Uh, and I could get myself to point D um, and keep growing and keep learning. So think about like, what's the smallest thing I can do to get to that first win? How do I break down this great vision that I might have for 2021 into something that I can do today, tomorrow for like $5 um, that doesn't require a lot of energy? Because again, we're all busy. We're all, we're all struggling with the loss of time. Um, just because you get that first win doesn't mean you're in the clear. Chances are you're then going to experience your first failure. Um, but the important thing is to think of failure as learning, right? As, as feedback about what worked and what didn't work. Um, again, keep going. Try again. Try something a little bit different. Just make small changes as small as possible. Um, if you keep doing this, if you keep trying a small new thing, failing in a way which isn't fatal, which is just bumps and scratches along the way. Not only will you eventually get to your ultimate journey, you will also build a really important muscle, which is the ability to, to change, right? To adapt, to get used to this new way of doing things. Um, and so that's, that's really what's important. You'll get to this point where there is collective comfort with the process. Um, and you will eventually achieve your goal. And it might not even be the exact goal that you set out with. It may have evolved as you're going through this process. Like I said, maybe you started going to point B and then you realized you actually wanted to go to point D instead. And that's fine. Um, the funny thing about change and humans is that when you learn a new way of doing things, you forget that there was another way, like literally in your brain, it is, it, it's erased, it's diminished. Um, and you, you're just like, well, of course I'm doing it this way. This is the obvious way to do it. It's, it's clearly the best way. I would never do it any other way. So you literally forget that you've done things another way. Um, but again, it's important to remember that no, like you did this process, you survived it. The middle looks like a mess. But if you, again, break it down, if you, if you, if you continue to iterate, if you continue to grow, um, you will get better at change and you will ultimately achieve your goal. So again, I want to turn it over to people and see um, where do you feel you are on the change journey? Like think, think of something that you are initiating. Uh, maybe, maybe it started six months ago. Maybe it's something that's coming up in the next month or two. Um, I'm just curious as to where you feel you are on your personal change journey. No wrong answers.
I feel like this is a hard one, Paula. I'm like thinking back to like, and I'm like, oh, there's this and there's that. But um, I've been struggling with like getting up and moving more in my day. And so I think that's a lot of us that are, or a lot of us struggle with that, especially with the work from home, home thing that we got going on. So definitely I was doing really well there for a little bit and then yeah, hit a bump and I need to get back onto it though. Yeah. So, so maybe you're somewhere around like maybe F or H, right? You you Mm -hmm. started out and you had like really good intentions. You're like, okay, I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to go for a 15 minute walk, or I'm going to do like three sun salutations or whatever it is that you want to do. And like, you do that for three days and you're like, yes, I am. I have mastered my morning. Right. And then like, you have a meeting happen and then it gets pushed and then you're busy. Right. Like it's, it's really easy. Um, if you, if you mess up, it's okay. Uh, I know for some people like don't break the chain can be very motivating. Um, but I would encourage people to be a little bit more forgiving of themselves. Um, if you mess up, that's okay. It's human. Fix it the next day. And if you mess up, then just just keep at it. That's really that's really all change is. It is, it is little behavioral shifts that add up over time. It's, it's creating habits um, that eventually you're like, well, of course I, I do it this way. This is the way I've always done it. Uh, any yeah. more any more comments from our our participants? Yeah. Rachel said that it's a muscle now. Um, business change has been her career for a long time. And she said her personal life is a, another story, but she's getting comfortable with change now. Isn't that the truth for us all? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this is something that we deal with within our own team, right? Um, we are, we're basically looking at making some organizational structure changes to, to how we do business. Um, and our founder was like, you know, I want to be able to just tell people like, Here, here's what we're doing and we're moving forward. You guys already know about change, right? So you should be able to deal with it better. Um, no, no, that's not how it works. Like, even if you know about it, you, you can't just, again, you can't just jump to the beginning. You have to sit there and do the work um, and actually move through these, these processes and, and grapple with the losses as you're going along. All right. So that's, that's it. Like I said, short, sweet to the point, just, I hope what are some helpful hints um, for thinking about 21 and uh, 2021 and how you can, again, lead yourself, lead your team as you, as you handle all these challenges and, and changes that I have no doubt 2021 will throw away. Um, And if it doesn't, if I'm proven wrong in 2021 is totally predictable and there's, there's no massive changes. Um, great. I'm totally open to that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not betting on that in particular. 